Hi there. Real quick before we jump into the episode. If you enjoy this episode or any of the other episodes, be sure to give us a follow or subscribe. It would also be great if you shared it with a friend or better yet, left a review so others can know how awesome it is. Thanks so much. And now, the episode. Hey there, Press Starters, and welcome to the Press Start Leadership Podcast, the podcast about game-changing leadership, teaching you how to get the most out of your product and development team and become the leader you were meant to be. Leadership coaching and training for the international game industry professional. Now, let me introduce you to your host, the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher Mifsud. Welcome back, Press Starters, to another special edition of Conversations with Christopher. On this week's edition, we have the overlord of Coaching for Geeks, Robin Bates. Now, let me introduce you to the fabulous Robin Bates. Well, hello there. (laughs) Hi, Christopher. Welcome, Robin. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's great to have you here. It's always lovely to be called fabulous. On the way into a room, I appreciate yeah. that. So, uh, Why? Well, I, I think it's I think it's one of my uh, my many many adulations to you is, uh, but fabulous definitely always comes to mind. So I I know, and I can and I have a reason for why I I, I consider you fabulous, but I'm not sure that uh, all of my listeners and, and those who are reviewing this uh, do know Robin Bates. So the way I always like to start every conversation with my guests is to find out what their origin story is. So Robin, can you please tell us the origin of the fabulous Robin Bates? Well, we're going to have to go quite a long way back to the late seventies for the, for the emergence day. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Bates. Great day of uh, celebration. Absolutely. Uh, very cold winter. In fact, apparently I popped out and turned blue. Wasn't due till the new year. Came, arrived just before Christmas. Just wanted an extra set of presents. Um, <laughs> it's a good time. Good times indeed. Uh, nerdy kid growing up. Didn't really develop great social skills instead. Very much a gamer. In fact, I don't have a joypad handy, but there are numerous about me in this room. Growing up with a BBC Micro Model B, Spectrum 48K+, Plus, uh, an Amiga A500, uh, Super Nintendo, 3DO, etc., etc. Uh, didn't really develop strong social skills as a kid. And looking back now, I can see that, in all honesty, I was a very, very anxious young man. And... Rather than develop coping strategies, I turned to drinking drugs. Uh, I spent the majority of my time at university. I spent my uh, student loan on a bag of weed, a bag of cocaine, and a Sega Dreamcast. So, you know, <laughs> fun time, but that's not how you succeed in education in a meaningful way. And I continued in a meaningful way. Yeah. In a meaningful yeah, way. Yeah. And I continued to uh, sort of mask 
and have false confidence throughout my 20s through self self prescribing drink and drugs with some terrible effects of uh getting airlifted out of music festivals and uh i I got viral meningitis and it nearly offed me a few times it wasn't until my late 20s when a series of accidents and chance the company that I was working for was acquired by uh, a much larger publisher I was working in very unique learning and teaching publishing and that enabled me to learn lots about learning styles and working styles uh, and leadership and confidence and the way people are in the world and I started to almost unravel myself unpick the story of who I was Uh, and then I got to London and carried on bimbling around in a kind of drink and drug fueled haze until well I continued that journey of accidental progression in my career went and spent some time at uh, the Institute of Knowledge Transfer and then was acquired by the the Institute of Physics and worked my way up there from an administrator to a professional standards manager, managing people, managing projects, managing teams, Mm -hmm. developing as a leader. And it was there where they couldn't afford to pay me more, but there was a training budget. And that's where I really learned about, I did a certificate in uh, learning and development programs and I loved the coaching and the mentoring aspects of it. I just felt a real affinity for it. So top of the class, um, really sort of like, yeah, this this is my oeuvre. I have found what I want to do. And me and uh, another student went, jokingly went, oh, we'll set up a coaching practice together. And then, of course, we went on our way at the end of the, the training and didn't really think any more of it and I took the next what I thought logical step in my career progression again without really thinking about it it paid more it was in a similar field and then one day found myself on the way home I'd got fat I'd eaten all my feelings uh two bacon butties every morning on the way in and maybe a couple of sandwiches for lunch and uh, found myself crying on the London Underground on the Northern Line on the way home, wondering where had it all gone wrong. And at that point, I declared that was it. I was leaving London forever. I, I hated everything. I hated myself. I'd completely lost what little self-belief and confidence I had. Mm-hmm. I, I went, That's it. I'm leaving. And instead, what I did was I got a an easier job, a simpler job, a job I could do without much stress mm. and spent a bit of time retraining because everyone went don't leave do something with that coaching that you you've been doing with your teams with amazing effects uh, that you do with us and and so coaching for geeks was born after years of studying of retraining of learning neurolinguistic programming and coaching and more mentoring and integral eye movement therapy and cognitive behavior therapy and we bundled it all together and here we are and now I help uh, geeky content creators and entrepreneurs to grow their audience. And really, it's a it's a mix of working on the inner stuff, the 
the self-belief, the confidence, the having the the guts to go, hey, will you come and do a do a podcast and trying things and seeing what works. And part of it is the uh, showing people how to do stuff like this. Yeah. Well, I love, I love the term entrepreneurs. I think that's, yeah. that's excellent. Um, and yeah, that's definitely, uh, you definitely see that in, in your group. And I mean, that's, and that's definitely uh, the reason how I met you mm. and uh, how, and one of the reasons why I've been inspired last, last, you know, half a year, over half a year um of of getting to be a part of this community that you've created mm-hmm. and um see all the learnings and everything and all the people you've gathered all these entrepreneurs you you've gathered around you and rally around you and you know as an as an overlord um that's that's very impressive <laughs> i mean you have uh, quite quite the you know the, the group of uh of followers there that but and they do it wholeheartedly like i've you know i i uh, i see it there um every day so maybe I know I, I want to hear more about like what you're offering in, in, in coaching for geeks. Like we're, we're, you know, what's the, what's the current setup. So what are, what are the, you know, what are the offerings of someone who's, who's looking for an overlord uh, or is an aspiring <laughs> entrepreneur? Um, you know, what would, what would they, uh, where, where can they um, find some, some of these, these, these bits and pieces that you've, you, you're spreading now, which is, well, you're, you have a lot of knowledge you're spreading, which is awesome. So I think, you know, we can cover quite a bit here. Let's <laughs> do my best. Um, you know, sometimes that when someone says that, you know, one, thank you. There's one thing I've had to learn is to, uh, is to accept compliments, which can still be a struggle sometimes. Uh, and, and two is believing them. So that's that's one of the first offerings we have. One, believe in yourself, folks, because you're flipping awesome. Uh, one of the actual offerings is the sort of the entry level is we have a, a free Facebook group called Coaching for Geeks, obviously on Facebook. Yeah. And yeah. this is the community. This is where... 1,600 of us have come together from a variety of backgrounds from all over the world. And everybody there is, I've been told I've created a safe space for geeks and nerds to hang out. It's not a traditional kind of geeky. It's not really discussing the minutiae of, you know, I'm trying to think of an example here of Dragon Ball Z uh, and who's the strongest and who would win in a fight between, you know, Batman and Goku or something like that. It's, but there is that under underlying current of, of nerdiness and geekiness. There's a lot of memes and games, but ultimately it's helping people to grow their audience, to grow their confidence, to grow their audiences online. And it's such a, odd mix of people who have who aren't creating content who aren't business folks to people who are quite well along in their careers running their own businesses incredibly successful and everybody in between Mm -hmm. from people who were starting out on twitch to people who have got huge tiktok followings to people who are creating jewelry to other coaches and leaders of all sorts and that's probably one thing i've noticed is that everybody in there is is a leader or becoming a leader of some sort 
in their own way, whether they realize it or not. So that's your entry point. First offer in the free Facebook group, uh, coachingforgeeks.com forward slash Facebook, if you'd like to come and join us. Uh, We also have the blog, which probably has the more deeper dives into Mm -hmm. topic areas, everything from why you might need a CRM to how to grow your YouTube channel to the kit you might need to start a Twitch stream to even have some board game reviews because companies love us and like to send us things to review. So there's that's where you get all your deeper dive into content-specific areas around audience growth and around confidence and around careers mm-hmm. and around all of these things that that make up the whole of coaching for geeks. So we've got fitness stuff, we've got mindset and mental health and, and convention reviews and mm-hmm. cosplay guides, all sorts on there coachingforgeeks.com <laughs> I want to just take circle back because I know we, we've talked before and and you, you you know the community and you, you mentioned it's kind of a safe space but you use the you've used mm-hmm. another term before which I think was was very important about it like a yeah it's it's not a safe space it's a brave space brave space yeah because any space can attract anytime you put something online you you've got to be able to assume that anybody might be able to see it. Anyone can screenshot, anyone could send that on. Um, we have had instances quite recently where uh where there was a little bit of ableist language that went on. And it was a brave space because people felt that they were able to speak up and say, hey, actually what you're saying isn't okay. And the person who who put that post up uh was really open and willing to 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 change what they put, to change the language that they'd used. They took that information on board and went, yeah, I was, I really welcome this, thank you, uh, and got something from that exchange. And then there was one person who maybe really dug their heels in and like, no, no, I I will not listen to the, people with disabilities who were telling me that I am wrong actually and everybody is too is too touchy these days and so that person went mm. if it's if you can't play nice yeah you yeah. can bugger there's, off there's a lot of options in this world right you know that's the thing i think everyone feels like you know oh but this is this is my i want this to be my space well no, there. This perhaps is not the space for you, and there are other options out there. Yeah. And but that's think, one thing yeah. I've had to uh, grow into as a lead, as a community leader is that it is my space to curate. And if yeah. people don't like what's going on, then I've got to stop and listen, and pay heed to what's happening, and make a decision and stand by it. And it as a reluctant leader, it's it's been something that's taken time mm-hmm. to, to grow into rather than running off and hiding and asking my team to do it and be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's, that's a, that's a fallback for a lot of, a lot of, a lot of leaders early on and so forth. And something they have to learn is, you know, comes with the space is uh, making the hard choices and, and mm. not always having to be the uh, get to be the good guy all the time. Right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, but I think if you're speaking from a, a place of authenticity, 
and and really do want to help somebody out like it's not being the bad guy it's actually yeah. still being the good guy right there's still value there and everything yeah i'm pretty sure that individual considers me the bad guy despite me trying to ah. couch it in look here's an opportunity for you to actually listen pay heed and grow maybe maybe in time they'll they'll pick up on maybe that. you never know. maybe could be the catalyst yeah you never know you plant the seeds right so, yeah so speaking of leadership and this this podcast and and this brand is all about the leadership uh to a point uh but uh how would you how would you describe define good leadership you know i it's it's contextual depending on the circumstances but good leadership comes from somebody who will make it make their intentions clear and those intentions should be aligned with the values of whatever the thing is that they're leading um making those knowing your values and making them really clear mm-hmm. i think is really important for good leadership and once you've done that a lot of the other aspects of leadership can quite easily fall into place including putting your hand up when you're wrong and saying actually i made a mistake there and i'm sorry and this is what we've learned from it i think that's really important i've worked with so many leaders who think that's a sign of weakness and would refuse to do that Mm-hmm. and pass the blame on um absolutely not being able to go do you know what kids we fucked up there oh. <laughs> take it on the chin and learn and grow from it mm-hmm. um so making your intentions clear being flexible to changing circumstances and uh, being there for your team that mentoring supporting ensuring that they're continuing to grow and getting the opportunities to become sort of the best version of themselves uh, to gain XP, <laughs> the skills that they need. The level up, yeah. Mm. No, it's a lot of things, though, right? Yeah, yeah there's, there's so much that goes into becoming a good leader and, mm. and acknowledging that it's a constant it's a constant learning experience. There's always things that you can do. As soon as you become, you think, I am the best leader that I can possibly be, then you've... you've kind of lost it as yeah, a leader I, I totally agree it's a it's an ongoing journey it never kind mm-hmm. of ends you know, there's always something to learn but i think that's kind of the th- thing is like you know when you first start off in a career or in life and so forth you're usually very eager to learn everything right and then you get to that point where you've gained a little bit of experience and you kind of like think oh there's not i've done this before i know everything and then you kind of hit another point where you go, oh, man, I, I still have so much to learn. And everything that I, I know is is just one point of many more things, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that Dunning-Kruger curve is very real in everything. Like, oh, yeah, I'm getting great at this. I'm amazing. Oh, no, 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 no. There's so much more to learn, actually. Thank you very much. Please teach me somebody. <laughs> yeah. So we... We like to ask this question because, uh, especially from folks all over the world, um, because you know I like I, I I like food. I'm not gonna lie, and uh, I like, I'm always curious about donuts. And so, what what's your favorite what's your favorite donut? Now, I come from a, a northern family. My 
mum and dad grew up in Blackpool, which is a seaside town, the Vegas of England, uh, in fact. It's it, but on the seaside, so piers out into the seas, theme parks, casinos. So it's more like the Atlantic City of. Yeah, it's yeah. No, it's known as the Vegas of the UK, Vegas, but sure, yeah. sure, Atlantic City is probably a well, Atlantic, Atlantic, Atlantic City is the the uh, the Vegas of New Jersey. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so ring plain ring donuts. Mm. What, what you get at the UK seaside, we don't have a lot of fancy kind of stuffed filled donuts outside of uh, big cities. If you don't mm. have a Dunkin' on every street corner like Boston, it's it's a, a bit more of a rarity. So, and I also have type one diabetes. So, oh, well. yeah, that, that limits some bit. A plain old donut is fine by me. However, if I am in Boston, I, mm. I am going to be going in and getting something filled with. I don't like jam in a donut or jelly okay. in a donut. No, thank you. Uh, a custard or a chocolate or a cream of some sort. I'm also lactose intolerant. <laughs> so, you know, with. I'm just going to shovel some sugar in and some lactose. Give me the lactase. Give me some more insulin. And yeah. Clear or, the room you know, for a while. Yeah, say, or, you know, <laughs> just give you give you a room and cuddle, curl in a ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That does limit the fun a little bit. That's the thing. Uh, you know. Yeah. How about you? What would you go for? If uh, uh, I'm a Boston cream. Like mm-hmm. I like I grew up like I've just had memories as a kid, like in the morning when my mom would drive me to the school sometimes, we'd stop at the Dunkin' Donuts and we'd we'd go in and we'd pick up a fresh uh Boston cream. Um so that you know the chocolate on glaze on top and then the, the Boston cream inside. It's not a donut, I was gonna say, or a chocolate croissant, but that's uh, that is a croissant with chocolate in it, which does not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Much, but much rather go for a pastry, a, a, yeah, a croissant, yeah, um, yeah. maybe for ham and cheese if we're feeling savoury, or just yeah. plain bit of butter. Fair. Lovely. Fair enough. Put yeah, some cream on it. Why not? Let's, why not? You know, <laughs> let's ruin myself completely. Go, go all hog on it. The. Um, <laughs> So for 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 another aspect that we we like to discuss is mindfulness a good bit, and everyone has their own way of dealing with the mindfulness and and finding their zen. This last year has definitely been a crazy one for a lot of folks, and a lot of people have not been able to find zen or have gone deeper because you know what better time than isolation than the the fine one zen. So how would you how do you how does Robin find his zen? Uh, I punch things in VR. To find that's that's how I get into a flow state. Um, it's a game called X Booster on the Oculus Quest. I don't work for them; they're not my clients or anything. Um, icons come at your face. There's things to do, and you just punch them in the right angle in time with the music. Games with the musical. Rhythm games with the musical elements, so but with that physicality of punching things as well. It's like Beat Saber. Yeah, it's it is similar. Beat Saber's swinging. This swinging, is yeah, punching. Yeah, more punching. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know, I've I've fiddled around with. I'm looking because I had one here. Um, <laughs> coloring books and activity books. Mm-hmm. Quite like an activity book. Okay, that that works for me. That's helped when I've felt particularly anxious. Where have I put the damn thing? I'd hold it up 
and you could have put an affiliate link in, but no. <laughs> there's there's a really there's a really nice one which is a quite gentle, and mm-hmm. I don't like colouring in. I've always been terrible at staying in the lines, and I'd always get told off as a kid for mm-hmm. going outside of the lines. Like okay. that wasn't creative. That was no, you have to colour within the lines and do a good job. That's kind of how it was at school when I was little. And with the um, I have ADHD, which. Okay. And quite poor motor control skills. I'm a little bit shaky, and hmm. my handwriting is appalling. I can't draw a stick, oh. man, very well uh, at all. I'm right these there are with all you on that one. these are all limiting beliefs, which I probably should work on, but they haven't really got in the way as an adult. But there's <laughs> there's one of those activities, you know. It's put down some three things you're grateful for today. Draw draw a dog. Um, do a little maze, just do something that takes your mind off the activity mm-hmm. and moves good. you into it. I'm so bored of walking. We were in lockdown for so long. I used to walk and that would be enough, but mm-hmm. my, my brain's gone, no, we're bored of walking these same streets over and over and over. Um, it's only so far it'll go. So, yeah, punching things in VR and yeah. little activity books. Okay. Where, where so, does yours come from? Mine... Meditation. I, mm-hmm. I do a lot of I do a lot of meditation. Um, I lucked out when I was five. Um, my mom was a new age hippie, uh, so she really she she loved meditation. And so when I was five, she was teaching me how to meditate. And so from there, I practice it. Not like I won't say like I was intensely meditating at five years old. I learned it at five. As I grew up, I started studying and 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 following more. And it wasn't until I got into my twenties that like I applied more of what she taught me along with finding other teachers. So mm-hmm. I kind of branched out yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, um, standing, sitting meditation, you know, energy movement in general. Um, and even traveled a little bit of the world to, you know, free work, but also got to study um, with some, uh, some excellent teachers. Uh, I'm also, this one always a little polarizing for folks. I'm also a big Osho fan. Um, so depending on your standpoint on Osho, but actually when I lived in India, I, I traveled to, um, the meditation resort that he has there, um, or he's no longer with us, but that's there that teaches his different styles of meditation. So overall, mm-hmm. like I've, I probably practice about 30 different forms of meditation in some way, shape or form. Wow. Um, and, uh, pretty much make that a, a constant practice. So daily meditation, evening meditation throughout the day, little calming moments, um, there, I think it's really necessary because my personality is very swingy. So I'm an extreme. Uh, so I'm all in or all out. Um, and I think the meditation helps uh, balance that quite a bit. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's how, I, how I get through the day. And it's, how I think, how people survive around me as well. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I do do a few breathing practices, but meditation mm-hmm. is something I did a little bit when I was a teenager when I was exploring things a bit, but I found it really difficult to do as an adult. Like my brain is just so active and it would probably do me the world of good to spend a bit more time uh, exploring it. Yeah, it really is. Like I, I, again, my, my, it's hard for me because I try like my wife, I've, I've gotten that. She, she, she's now practicing quite a bit. But when she first started, she's like, I can't concentrate for that long. And I'm like, just a little bit here and there. And then you get to it, right? My advantage, again, I was being shown how to do it when I was like five. So for me, it's just, it was like really easy. I just kind of step into it. It didn't, didn't seem like 
but I get it where other people are like, oh, I can't, I can't do that or whatever. And, but I also think mm-hmm. the big thing for meditation is removing the expectations of what you think you're supposed to be getting out of meditation. Cause mm-hmm. I think a lot of people's preconceptions of like, my mind's supposed to be empty. And it's like, in some cases, yes, but in most, no, you're just letting the thoughts come. It's more about release, right? It's like mm-hmm. meditation lets you bring on what you need to be thinking about in that moment and then learning to release it and letting it go. And that's the tricky part is the letting go part. So that's, you know, you'll get a lot of thoughts sometimes in a, like some mornings I'm clear as a bell. Other mornings I'm, I'm thinking about the eight billion meetings I have for the rest of the day and stuff, but it's great. It sorts me for the rest of the day. So, yeah. But you, you actually, you have a great group in addition. So you talked about the website, you talked about the, the community, but you have now a regular thing going on. I know it's, 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 it's a little exclusive, there's definitely uh, a bit of a, 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 a wait here and there for it, but there are openings on occasion, and I and this is something that I'm a part of, so I can I can speak highly of this. It's something that I find a lot of value in, um, and it's helped me find a lot of focus. And it's it's the coaching for geeks turbo. It is. I can just go all right. If I can lean far enough, I've been working on my core so I can lean. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, coaching <laughs> It's all about punching. It's really helped. Coach for Geeks Servo is my paid membership group, which it is exclusive in that it opens at the start of the month. We open on the first of each month and it ends on whatever the final day of the, of the month is, whether that's one of your Februarys or one of your Augusts, the the short and the long months. And it's all about goal setting and accountability and group working and having a really supportive team of cheerleaders there who are rooting for you, who will commiserate with you, uh, cheer you up and, and, and get you to that goal that you set at the start of the month. And um, we start by having a one-to-one conversation, figure out exactly what you want to get out of a month in turbo. And then every week we have a group session where we go, right, what's what's your goal this week? How did you do last week? And what's your goal in this coming week? And these conversations are where a lot of the magic happens because it's not me telling everyone what they should be doing. It's more of an exchange amongst the people who were there and everyone chips in and goes, have you thought of this? Have you tried that? Oh no, that's, that's not worked. What about these? And people share ideas and should be each other along. It's awesome. And, and the the stuff that you get out of it, like just from bouncing ideas or just, just being there, it's, it's, I'm I'm careful. I'm careful to, to, to not call it um, a mastermind because it's, it's, it's different than a mastermind Mm. because it's such a variety of folks, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely, again, going into that, that, um, that nerd, nerd, what, what you use it? It was nerdpreneurs. Nerdpreneur. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot of those, but it's, again, it's a mix, right? There's Mm -hmm. people that are doing their fitness goals. There's people that are doing their, they're like trying to build up their um, their Twitch um, channel and their stream and everything like that. Or yes, someone's launching podcast. a YouTube channel. Yeah. Someone's just tidying the house up because it's messy and they, they they just want that focused time. One person joined to to rethink their drop shipping business and went and did. You also get access to all the training 
that I've created uh, on a platform, all the webinars and, and guest sessions and everything I've ever put together. And they've worked through that and had an epiphany that they have given their power away to authority quite a lot. I have checked. I am allowed to talk about this no, outside yeah. of the group. <laughs> they've given their power away to authority mm-hmm. a lot, and they've had this revelation that they don't need to do what they're told and they can do their own thing. And she's booked it's in. Exciting. It's exciting. She's, she's getting a pixie cut. She's dying it pink yeah, with a black fringe. She's like, I am going to be whole, a... A whole transformation is going on. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's exciting to be there and see that and support it. Um, that's it, It's it's freaking awesome. And then uh, there's the people growing their business, people like you who are growing their businesses and, and, and people like, I'm going to say Meredith, who's growing their business and Annie, who's restructuring their business so it's again it's a real mix of people but it's yeah. i'm careful about who we let in mm-hmm. so we keep that culture and my values of uh, fun and respect and all of those things which i think is um, awesome and mm-hmm. and i think the best way if this sounds like like already you're like oh man i really like i really like what what robin's putting down my best suggestion uh for you if this is something that's interesting is to one check out obviously the free group and mm. become a member uh get involved there and kind of just you know you don't have to be posting just kind of read and see you get a quick it very quickly you can tell the vibe of the group and the organization and everything like that and it's excellent join robin's mailing mailing list there'll be mm. there'll be a link in the in the, the show notes for all these things but join the mailing list because robin does sound out send out again this is some of the fabulousness Fabulous weekly reports on the things that are going on in the group, what he's doing. And again, I think it speaks volumes to to the Turbo Group. And then also when there's openings, you get reminders that there's an opening and a chance. Or if there's not an opening, you can also get on the waiting list, um, which is also available uh, through, through that. So I think all these things are are excellent uh, pieces. But and I know we, we, we talked about there's. I think there's like so much more to Turbo, but I think we've covered the, the key pieces because I really <laughs> do think that there's, yeah, there's, there's there's a lot more to Turbo in of itself. It's a it's 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 a value that's for sure. It's just, what sure. else? There's, well, there's the daily accountability posts two a day, so oh, people get yeah. tagged in every day to ask what you're doing, uh, and then at the end of the day, did you do the things you said you'd do this morning when you were filled with beauty and wonder for the day ahead before life? It's true. It's battered true. that out. <laughs> A lot of daily, a lot of daily, uh, daily goals, mine, mine included, get shattered very quickly off of the, uh, yeah. And to get, if you just want to get a sampling of that, though, um, just being in the free group every Monday, we all set our, is it, yeah, it's Monday. Every Monday we set yeah, the weekly yeah. goals, um, too. Um, so even if you're not in turbo, there's there's still a little bit of accountability and and a nice taste tasting of, uh, of what goes on there. So. And what's the last bit? The, oh, co-working sessions as well. Yeah. So we, we just get together and sit on Zoom, go have a bit of a chat. And go, right, everyone, what are you doing? Go around the group, get our heads down and get on with work. Yeah. And people do just go, right, I'm tidying my house. And you quite often see people singing their hearts out to whatever they're listening to. Um, I'll be honest, I'm always super worried that my music's like... <laughs> like audible to because the way the way my my the way my my audio is all set up on my computer i never know what's actually muted and what's not even when i'm muting on zoom so i'm like "Mm, i'm not gonna play any music because everyone's gonna be hearing me do it do it hopefully somebody will just tell me yeah so 
<laughs> the uh, so you play you play games, you yeah, I you. board games, mm. and uh, the board games, role, tabletop role playing games, or just board games for the most. But part? yeah, both. Both. Okay. So do you have a do you have a favorite? Like, what's what 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 all time or go to? Let's go with go to. What's your go to tabletop game that you know if you were if you were in a pinch and you're like, man, I need to want to play a game with some friends. This is the game that you know you're just going to grab the box or. Oh god, that's a big question. It depends on the group and it depends on the time. But deep sea adventure, uh, because it's it comes in a little box like that, so you can throw it in your bag and take it anywhere, which is excellent. Uh, it's pretty easy to explain. It plays quickly. You can put it. You can put it in any size space because it's little tiny tokens that lead a trail. Okay. Uh, so you can fit it on a small table in a pub or you can oh. fit it on a great big table and it will it will expand or shrink to fit the space. And it's really fucking brutal. You're all deep sea divers, but you are cheap and there's only one tank of oxygen between you. And you travel down. It's a roll and move, but the dice only go up to, they have zero, one, and two, and three on them, I think. And so you travel okay. down. You only start using up oxygen once you've picked up pieces of treasure and the tokens that you travel down on the trail. The treasure that could be anything between the top level are worth very little. The further the deeper you go, the more points they get from sort of zero to three to 20 mm-hmm. to 25 at the bottom. But as soon as you start picking up treasure, it slows you down and it also means you start to consume oxygen. So the, the tracker starts going down very quickly as people are picking up treasure and if you get greedy then it slows mm-hmm. you down so much that you end up drowning at the bottom of the ocean and everyone laughs, <laughs> well, only fair. Uh, um, and it's just an absolute delight because you, you're egging each other on you push go on go for it you can you can pick up one more knowing that some prick right at the top who's only got one point is going to turn around and head back and, and do muzzle uh, it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun in a very small box for about fifteen pounds. Yeah, that's actually that sounds very good. And mm. and you actually said something that I never really thought about. Um, you know, uh, the pub size, right? Mm. Like pub size games, because there's plenty. I mean, I've gone to plenty of pubs that have games. You know, uh, the problem always is is they're usually too big for the space that's allotted in a pub, right? So mm. It's kind of mm. ironic that I guess that's not the word, but kind of stupid. Uh, that, <laughs> that like the pubs are set up, they have the space, but they don't have the space, yeah. right? So I like the idea of pub sized games. It's probably there's probably more of those out there that I'm just not aware of. That I just need to be like, what are yeah, pub, what, like what are pub sized games? Because that's that actually sounds like a great niche uh, that should be out there, and it probably already exists. But uh, you know, uh, Oink Games do a lot of these little, mm-hmm. quite okay. small box size mm-hmm. ones. Um, so that's it's quite a, a light entry. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't have a huge amount of tactical depth, but it's if you're in a pinch, yeah, a tra- deep sea I mean, adventure. It, it, it sounds like it's got a lot to it, right? Playable trackers, you know, some some kind of strategy in there. Mm-hmm. So for a simple game, it's actually I feel like it has a lot. Of, you know, as a as a as a former game designer, it actually sounds like it's got a lot of depth it's, to it's, this design itself, so it's actually pretty cool. Absolutely smashing game. On the, on the other hand, I'm like, no, let's play Mansions of Mad- Madness version 1, which takes over two tables. It takes mm-hmm. an hour to set up. You get one thing wrong, the whole chain of events is broken, and you have ruined the game, and it takes five hours to play. And yeah. 
Love it. Much better than the app version. Sorry, folks. Version 2 is trash. Sorry. It's how I, it's how I feel about anything past, uh, was it, uh, second edition Talisman. So... Um, <laughs> With, with all the extra corners that just yeah, keep expanding out of it. Everything, everything. But um, yeah. You must roll exactly to that now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely, definitely uh, it has its flaws too. Do you have digital talisman on Steam? I've seen it. I have not picked it up. I have not picked it up. The, 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 uh, I need to. What I also need to pick up uh, is is the um, the tabletop, like the role playing game version of um, you know, Talisman. It's actually written by a couple of my friends, <laughs> so I'm like, and I asked them though, is it as brutal? So I asked them when they were writing, and I said, is it as brutal? Like, will you lose friends over this game in tabletop? And they're like, no. It is an affront to the name Talisman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, Talisman's all about losing friendships. That's what that game's for. Um, you know. No, that's diplomacy, surely. Dip- Mm, yeah, diplomacy too. Oh, what's the one with um? Oh, Barrow Trauma. Have you played that? Mm-mm. That's two D Among Us on a submarine that flies through space. Well, this Probably. sounds cool. It's got excellent. a good setting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's got that kind of Lovecraftian, otherworldly menace about it, and you're just trying to keep your space submarine going and then why why does it keep breaking it, yes. is it you let's batter you to death with a pipe and find out oh best best way to settle most <laughs> right. that's my style of leadership <laughs> don't follow that no. no no it's not i'm a nice so, guy so on the um on the video game side of things um are you pc Console, handheld, electronic devices. What, what are you like? Where, where's where? Where do you where do you go for your your digital uh, digital um, play? Yeah, I'm platform agnostic. Wherever's got That's the good. games that I want to play, I will go. However, I only really got a decent gaming PC last year. Fortunately, just before the gpu crisis uh so i've got my my beast under the desk that's raw the fans roar a little bit i've cleaned her no, but uh she's a, she's a noisy beast but i've got a ps4 and a switch and a wii u and uh oculus quest and a variety of older systems knocking about still got a dreamcast somewhere uh yeah well dreamcast dreamcast is solid it's a solid uh like at that time, it was the that's the generation right after the Genesis, right? Dreamcast. So, Dream, yeah, yeah. No, Saturn came after. Oh, Saturn. Genesis. Okay, yeah. no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But had Nights into Dreams, phenomenal game. Uh, Dreamcast was Sonic Adventure, Crazy Taxi, uh, Power Stone. That weird game with the the fish dude. Seaman. Seaman, yeah. Narrated by Leonard Nimoy, yeah. <laughs> so, and, so and yeah, it was terrifying that game, and it learned things and it would repeat them back and there, get yourself in mischief. There were some really cool early AI games that people don't pay attention to. That was one, and I felt like the original black and white um mm-hmm. was actually super smart. The the uh the minions that you could your your big beast that did the things for you. 
there were things that that thing picked up on that I was just like, oh. they they lost it somehow in the second the sequel. The sequel, oh right. But but the first one, you could do things like where you had a fireball, you throw the fireball, like you teach it to play catch, and then you teach it to catch a fireball, and it'll learn to catch a fireball, and then you'll learn it to, to throw throw the fireball at your enemy. Right, nice. so you it was like that is amazing. Couldn't do that in the second one for whatever reason. But I wonder if it's on EA Play. I've never played Black and oh. White. Was it? EA, did EA publish it? It was Lion. It, it was Lion. It was the the Fable guy, right? Yeah, uh, Molyneux. Molyneux. Yeah. Spore is on there, uh, which I played for the first time recently. Uh, Man, that, that game. Did, I mean, again, I don't. I, I never get disappointed because I know they hype those games too much. But Spore, I was so excited about from like all the talk when it was like, oh yeah, you can do this and do this. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's gonna be amazing. And then I got it. I'm like, not a great game. I'm like, it's okay, you yeah. know. But uh, it did not live up to the the stuff. But that's like Fable, right? Like when Fable was sold, and like, oh, well, if you if you go around and murder all the redhead women, all the redhead women will wear kerchiefs and hide you know because they that no that didn't happen either like also why would you be doing that but anyway but i was like I, actually that speaks to their marketing team a little bit why did you pick that as the example for like because that literally was like i didn't just make that one up that was literally like the big selling thing for that <laughs> i remember that i remember um yeah. pizza money talked about oh if you plant an acorn at the start of the game towards the end of the game the tree will have grown and of course no the it just wasn't capable of doing yeah. that. It was a fun action RPG romp. But uh, I mean, I I played all of them. And I love them all, like for what they are. But they, if, they but what they what they weren't is a lot of things. So have you played the Connect one? Connect, yes. Few, yeah. The yeah, yeah. It's, I actually was I was I was musing with my wife today because we were going through my library on my my Xbox and she was like, "Oh, Dance Central." I was like, "Can you do that?" I was like, oh, <sighs> "I need to get a Connect to do that again because I used to love the hell out of that." Like, yeah, I think I was one of the few fans of Connect. Like, I know there's a lot of people were like, "Ah, Connect's stupid" or whatever. Like, I mean, I used the excuse that I bought the Connect in order to do the voice commands for Mass Effect. I think mm-hmm. it was Mass Effect Two. You could like give commands to. No, I bought it because of Dan Central. Like, yeah, no, uh, look, there's 100%. some great games on there. Dance Star Central was fun. There was another dancing one by Konami, which was more of a B Marnie, um, like mm-hmm. um, Para Para Paradise style sort of. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that one. And yeah. uh, there was the one by uh, Double Fine, mm-hmm. the uh, Happy Action Theater. That was phenomenal with the room full of drunk friends and so all of a sudden the room was filling with lava and people were burning to death in yeah, it and then it was good fun was and then fun. no now with butterflies playing breakout and it's just bonkers lovely yeah. stuff loved it i i pitched uh i pitched a um a giant monster connect game that just didn't sell it and go where you play the giant monster and you destroy the cities and everything because i thought that would just be like I still think it'll be good fun, and I still probably maybe. Yeah, I would play that. Absolutely, exactly. I think a lot of people would. Yeah, yeah. Like, and there was the one where it was like a puzzle game, but you had to be the bridge for the little guys to mm-hmm. walk over, and there was a hole in the wall, yeah, 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 and yeah. so many great games. Of which, if it's they'd the, have, it's the novelty part, though, right? Mm. Like, so everybody was building on the novelty of it, and it's like any, it's like any kind of cool game ideas. It's like. All right, now you've gone past the novelty. What else can you do with it? And I think people just yeah. kind of 
yeah yeah and people and for whatever reason like even though like i think the you know the uh, the we right people were doing a lot of stupid stuff and people were having fun doing it like hmm. i'm guessing this is this, again i have no proof of this whatever i'm guessing that your typical xbox player versus your your Wii player is maybe a little bit more self-conscious about the stupid shit that they do in front of their uh, yeah their their home monitoring camera system um yeah. like yeah maybe yeah. but it's a hey it was it was yeah. supported a bit better than the PlayStation Move, at least. True that. I actually made a game for the PlayStation. Did you? <laughs> made a couple, actually. It was the uh, Lights Party, uh, Lights Party Action. Yeah. Wow. Did did know that about you? Yeah, it was it was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. I, I gave a lot of feedback and uh, support for that game. It was, it was good. Though. But yeah, I think it was we used the controllers in that, and then it was like. Eh. And nothing else. The, what you could use it for, I guess, all the controllers for is the uh, PSVR. Yeah. So you have to go back a system to get the controllers. Yeah. To work in the current system. And they use the, the old uh, USB rather yeah. than uh, mini or micro, for like fat ones. But it is great for uh, Johann Sebastian Joust, which if you run it off a Mac, you connect all your moves, and it's the game where. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, you help you trying to get as close as you can to the other person, right? Is it the? Or you want to them off? jiggle them, and yeah, if a yeah, move, yeah. if if your move moves faster than the beat or the rhythm of the track that's playing, then uh, you're knocked out. It goes red, and yeah. you're eliminated from the game. It's so much fun. You could obviously play it much more low tech with wooden spoons and lemons. Okay, uh, fair enough. Lemon jousting. Yeah, okay. But it's it's really good fun with, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in a slightly darkened room with these glowing orbs moving around slowly and the music gets faster and everyone picks up and then, oh, no, no, stop. It's going slow I remember, again. I remember that one. It was, it was popular. They showed it off a couple times at uh, GDC, or at least once at GDC that I remember seeing. So it was pretty cool. You can download that. It is part of uh, Sports Friends by Degupta Fabric, uh, which was a collection of mini games. And you'll find my name in the credits there because I backed it on Kickstarter. <laughs> That's it. You can carry on. Bring yourself back. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not much of a story there. Uh, but what's your what's your we we covered some games. But what's your what's your favorite favorite game of all all time? Uh, Res. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. My favorite video game of all time is Res, which I've bought on the Dreamcast PS2, PS4. Xbox, PC, uh, Oculus uh, Quest. And again, it's a Zen thing for me, that mm-hmm. mixture of it's 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 a shooting game, but it's rhythm action at the same time. It has a That's lock-on nice. and paint effect. It's all very Tron-looking graphics, very stark, neat lines, which mm-hmm. works for me. Back when I was getting high and doing acid and stuff i always wanted sort of very industrial things to look at friends would be like oh no let's go out in the garden and look at the grass and i'm like no give up i want steel and concrete and brutalist structures to look at that will do it for me and i think that's carried on in the zen in the zen but that's that i have yeah. and it has a lovely lock on paint let go when it'll shoot just, 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 in time to the beat you build up you're hacking the system and it, it builds up in intensity and effects and the the beat gets harder and it's it's so tron it's ridiculous but tron tron's excellent so it doesn't matter yeah. there's nothing wrong with that it can be as tron as it wants to be and that's cool 
my heart's beating. I've got very excited there. Um, <laughs> reminds, reminds me now of uh, me, me staring at the marketplace this morning going, oh, I should, I should buy the new uh, enhanced version of uh, Mass Effect, even though I then went <laughs> to my library later and saw that I still have all the original versions of it. And it's like, am I going to buy it just for the graphical improvements? Like, are they really going to make Liara not look as ghastly ugly as she did? And that's part of the charm of the original game was just how ugly um, that character was. Uh, I was so disappointed after all that romancing uh, Tali that didn't get to, like, it wasn't like... Oh, yeah, you <laughs> underneath. Never the mask, you never yeah. the mask off. Yeah, I've, I've actually... I don't, yeah, that was one of my favorite romances because I think I did all of them multiple times over. Because uh, I definitely played through the game at least six different times, uh, based off of all the like to get all the. It's one of the few games that I, I get all the achievements for for as much as possible, and I don't like playing super hard versions of the game, but I'll do it anyway for that one just to get the the last of the, um, the achievements. The only no, game I, I ever got all the trophies for <laughs> PlayStation was uh, Hannah Montana: The Movie, The Game. That's a fun fact for you. Sorry, back wow. to Mass Effect. You were about to tell me something no, more about Liara. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I was, was going to comment that uh, during this whole COVID thing, I kept saying, thinking to myself, I was like, man, we're getting really close to having to be quarians, aren't we? And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I really still hope that's not the case. But yeah, you know, the, only, the only game I've actually gotten 100, 100% on was the, the new, the reboot of Tomb Raider. So not... Like the first of the three now, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did that one. Ran all over the place. Crap. Found all the stupid shit. Um, don't know why. Like, but yeah, Metro- Metroidvania games though get me. Like, especially mm-hmm. in those. Those. Those are fun for me. High hopes for Prime Four. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the game I'm actually super excited about, and I pre pre bought today a couple weeks early is Biomutant. So I'm looking forward to Biomutant. I think that game's going to be. I hope it's as, as good as I think it's going to be. If you haven't checked it out, you can make little, you're like your own anthropomorphic looking dudes. So I'm going to make a, a bat looking one and I'm going to call him Batman do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've already created my own little. I played it at PC gamer weekend about three or four years ago. Now. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. A long time ago. It's been, and it's it was, been... Been a long time than yeah. progress, and it was slick as fuck back then. It was like, wow, this is going to be something special, and yeah. then it's disappeared for years. So, wow, let's hope it is. I, I do, I do. Fingers crossed. That's the game I'm going to be be playing the hell out of in a couple of weeks. But yeah. So, people, we asked. I asked this question of everybody, um, and and everyone I get on is a specialist in some way, shape, or form. That's the thing that they do. You've told your story how you got there, but perhaps someone doesn't want to go through all the 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 drugs and the drinking and the uh, the uh, hitting hitting bottom part. If they wanted to get into like leadership or or you know or coaching or mentoring and so forth, what what steps would you recommend to someone um, who's looking to get into to doing to doing that? Um, yeah. Yeah, find yourself uh, a mentor or a coach, someone who's doing what you want to do and is willing to take you on and at least, at the very least, just have a conversation with you and talk you through what they did, what you could do, 
what opportunities and resources are available to start that that journey and hey i think there's a site called press start leadership that would be an excellent place to start there there is there is but i also understand that there's a place called coaching for geeks uh that also would be i think an excellent place to start as well yeah absolutely i'm not going to teach you how to be a coach or necessarily a leader through my content whereas you would i i can Mm -hmm. help you grow your your self-belief and confidence and and your audience but i think you're better off coming to someone who's more of a specialist in that field it Mm -hmm. depends where you want to be a leader uh, as well but doing things like playing dungeons and dragons and being the dungeon master that's such a great way to develop uh, leadership skills and uh thinking on your feet and improvising when when someone decides that no they don't want to talk to the obvious person in the tavern that is clearly the quest giver but who's this person over here who's juggling and you have to suddenly come up with a name and they're going to interrogate them and you have to be literally everybody else in the world that's role-playing, good. role-playing games mm. improv um i think those those people who have those skills and i think that's the advantage nerds and geeks have that they don't realize is that they spend a lot of time in worlds being different characters thinking about different characters and honestly Mm -hmm. like business dealing with different groups of people is a lot about putting on the right mask at the right time and being the right character and 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 presenting things right i mean you have to be authentic still right like at the core of it you like and that's i mean i think from my experience of role-playing for years, every character I play has the essence, the true essence of me somewhere in that character anyway, regardless. So as long as you're keeping that authenticity there, those are great skills to have. So yeah, I agree. Like Mm -hmm. you, that's the thing. And you touched on another part that I always like to bring up. And I think, I mean, we're getting, we're finally getting out of the quarantine and everything like that, but we do still live in a day and age where, connectivity to people is so much easier now like accessibility so if you want to find a mentor or whatever like i highly recommend what you've already said is reach out to somebody and just say hey i'm interested in doing this i i love it when people write to me i will respond back i find the sad thing is usually the conversations kind of die off after a little while so i think it's really people I think if you want to do it, go in, just be respectful of people's times or whatever. But mm-hmm. I really feel like there's tons of people out there that are in your field, what you're doing that are more than willing to share their experience and their, their knowledge with you. Um, and so, you know, if people are willing to now, they're not all going to say yes, right. You're probably going to have to, it's a numbers game a little bit, right. Mm-hmm. But somebody will say yes. And when they do, you know, be respectful of their time and like take, you know, take advantage of that. Use use that moment to be like, hey, I have questions. People will do it. I, I really mm-hmm. I think I think it's, you know, people, it's that whole getting over the fear. It's like you said earlier, like training, training people to be better in their and what they do is getting them to get the courage to ask, you know, people to be on your podcast or to be, you know, in your group or to to guest blog or, or host something or answer some questions for you for just even an interview. Like you don't even have to, you know, just putting yourself out there, but it's scary. 
And I get that. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. like rejection scary and people are always afraid. But honestly, I think when I when I coach people to get, you know, how do I ask for a raise? Ask. You know, how do I <laughs> how do how do I how do I how do I get a job in another country? Apply. Right? Like the first step is 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 doing it. Now the fear of like how it's gonna be but chances are most people are just gonna say either well, most likely ghost you nowadays, which sucks, but say no or you know maybe say something ridiculous generally they won't like most if they're going to respond to you they're going to probably say like yeah sure or ask more questions on what you want exactly but it's my former mentor's catchphrase is shy kids don't get sweets um it's true if you don't ask you don't get there's I no was, harm I in was asking. Not a shy kid, sadly. Like, <laughs> you did well at Halloween. Huh? <laughs> I did. I did really well at Halloween. Yeah, just to just to tell a, just the, the, the personal. So my my I had babysitters, and the way my parents handled like the babysitter having to deal with me is they would buy a box of cookies, and they would the babysitter would take the box of cookies and give me the box of cookies, and I would eat the box of cookies, like <laughs> the entire box of cookies. Right. And it wasn't like it wasn't like spread out over a week. So I was I was a husky child. I'll put it that way. Um, I know some people don't like that term and it definitely leaves leaves some uh, some you know, childhood scars. The word husky. We're going to the store to buy some new pants. We're going to go to the husky section like nobody. No, no. <laughs> it's that line right between adult and kid. It's just like, mm, yeah. But. See, that, I don't think we have that term over here and it really confused me oh, when um okay. like what the husky section dog what yeah yeah no there's that there's definitely that but no it's not it's uh it was like something yeah. i think i want to say it came out in the 80s i don't think i mm. think it really was like a term they tried to they tried to come out for like slightly larger Chinese. yeah the hefty hefty children mm. um but uh yeah but yeah re- reach out to people out, because yeah. i've quite often the fear comes from Mm-hmm. I think that people think, oh, well, I want to be a coach. They're a coach. They might think that I'm trying to intrude on their territory or or, yeah, or copying them. Nah. But it, they're, they're, it's it's like I say for success. There's so much success out there that you don't have to worry about it. It's it's like even as a generalist, you're not going to over, you're not going to compete right too much. I mean, like there's going to be overlap here and there, but chances are like, you're not going to be able to serve everyone and they're not going to be able to serve everyone. And the thing is you might also, you're not going to be a fit for every, every client and they're not going to be a fit for every client. So it's going to come down to it. Like it's, it helps the network or whatever. It, it helps to support folks. There's a good chance in the future. If you do have, if you have too many clients and you're like, Oh, I know this guy or girl who was doing this thing and they're really good at this, maybe push them in that direction. Mm-hmm. I like, I always kind of check to see like, oh, okay, what are you looking for uh, as a leader? Right. Who are you serving? What do you want to do specifically? Because it may not necessarily line up with, with where, where I am. And mm-hmm. thankfully I love all the people that like I, I run into that are in my my stuff. So I'm more than happy to, to toss to toss them over to, to somebody else and be like, hey, you should talk to this person because they're excellent with, you know, marginalized groups or up and coming groups. Or it looks like it sounds like you're looking for you know someone that's more like you, you know, and that that helps you know yeah. find the right right fit for you. There's like 
different strokes for different folks and plenty of plenty of options out there in this world and there's like you know mm-hmm. it's there's there's like plenty of success it's not like pie doesn't run out right you can you can have all the success in the world so and share it and, and yeah. then be happy for other people for it yeah and sharing it is that thing like when, when people come to me for questions advice pointers mm-hmm. um like oh hey why don't you write this up for the blog and then I get a piece of content, they get backlinks, everybody wins. It's the audience gets a great bit of content, as long as it is a great bit of content. I don't think publish any old trash. Sure. Um, sure. Good. Speaking Good. of which, Quality. you might spot a piece of content about new leaders from uh, Press Start Leadership. Point the right way. Press Start yeah. Leadership here. <laughs> No, yeah, it's true. It's true. I, and uh, I really enjoyed writing that one. It was uh, it was good fun. So, uh, it's and, and, I, and I and I think and I think I think Robin for me because I asked Robin. I said, what what are what like what are the kind of things that uh, you know leadership stuff that uh, you know your 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 team and people are looking for? And he definitely you know it was like it's good. It's a good bit of advice, right? Beginning leaders, they're they're the first ones. So there's a lot of a lot of good good stuff in it. So okay. yeah, check it's, out those golden nuggets there. There's some it's, good ones. It's just gone out on Instagram actually as a post. So let's go. Oh, you're, using, you're using that new feature on uh, missing. Oh, on missing glasses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I I don't want to. Instagram is the one spot where I don't want to. I, I have too much missing letter sends out a lot to all my different social networks and I, I need to keep a closer eye on Instagram, but uh, I'll, I'll take a look over that on it's, Instagram. It's, make sure that I... it's only allowed to post there once a day on the calendar that I've set up. Oh, so it's, it's yeah. not going to overwhelm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Very cool. So Robin, mm-hmm. I really do appreciate your time today, but I would like to ask for one more reminder for the listeners and those viewing, where can they find you? Ah, very easy to find. If you type coaching for geeks into any of your devices, we will pop up. Uh, but if you want specifics, you can find the website coachingforgeeks.com. Join the free Facebook group, coachingforgeeks.com forward slash Facebook. Meanwhile, over on the homepage of the website, if you click at the top where it's a CFG Turbo, you can find out more about Coaching for Geeks Turbo and uh, apply to be in the next round of turbo i'm on twitter at coaching geeks instagram at coaching for geeks sorry they are different twitter just doesn't allow enough letters in the username uh where it, if you follow me on twitter i'll probably be posting pictures of the beautiful sky or a friendly cat that i've encountered it's not very coachy out there Chris, you've turned into a dot in the corner yeah, I know. of the. I think, yeah, it's it's sadly. I think we've we've run to the. Uh, oh. oh no! <laughs> I think I think my my camera decided I wanted to turn into a pumpkin. So nah, uh, we're out yeah. of time. I, I'm in charge now. Welcome to the Press Start <laughs> Leadership Podcast, where all your dreams will come true. It's true. Uh, it's true. Um, oh yeah, well, yeah. Just hit me up on anything. Um, I'm quite an open book. You can find me. You can chat to me. I highly, I highly recommend it. Robin, Robin is, as I said, a treat and and very and very fabulous. And and honestly, one of one of the most generous beings that I, I've I've had the pleasure of meeting. So, thank um, you. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's been it's been great. Thank you so much for being a guest and sharing your your journey and and what you're doing now. And I hope many of them 
join us in, in over in Coaching for Geeks because uh, it is a great community that I think there's a lot that our listeners here uh, can can get some value from. So I hope they take advantage of that. Yeah, me too. It'd be great to uh, have some of your awesome press start gang along for the for the CFG ride. Thank you for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure, Christopher. Yes, always a pleasure, Robin. Thank you. That's this week's episode of Press Start Leadership Podcast. As always, thanks for being awesome. And if you haven't yet, make sure to give us a follow. Till next time. If you haven't downloaded my free ebook, Five Heroic Leadership Skills, click on the link in the description. Tune in next week for your next episode of Press Start Leadership Podcast. Thank you. Oh, hi there. The episode's over, but thanks for sticking around till the end. If you're on the quest to elevate your team's leadership, production, or game design capabilities, I'm here to assist. Leveraging extensive experience and a strategic approach, I offer personalized audits, bespoke workshops, and leadership retreat facilitation to drive your team toward excellence. My commitment is to provide efficient, reliable, and proven support, ensuring you have the tools and insights needed to thrive. Ready to unlock your team's full potential and achieve unparalleled success? Don't hesitate to press start on your journey to transformation today. Feel free to reach out directly to discuss how we can tailor a solution to meet your unique needs and goals. Let's connect and take your team's performance to the next level.